Hello and welcome to this Digital Works podcast. This episode is part of the Stall Stories series and looks at North End Road Market in Fulham. It was recorded and produced by Young Carers in 2005. We hope you enjoy it. Fulham is my village. My roots are deep and strong. My childhood was so happy in this place where I belong. On Friday nights, all the kids went shopping with their mum. North End Road was ablaze with light and the Sally Army banged their drum. West the butchers sold off their meat, but the draw for us girls and boys was the big steaming copper and the straw-hatted man who handed out huge savalons. I usually get all my fish there and I go to the butcher as well, up on North End Road. Halal meat, fruit and veg. The market is good for fruit and veg and it's cheap and it's good quality. I love the fruit, but I don't know about the vegetables. Oh, anything. I've bought fruit, I've bought veg, suitcases, batteries. Makeup stores, like clothes stores. Olives, some of the best olives uh, around, all sorts. I've always been associated with the market because we're market traders. I had stalls in the market and I also had two shops, so I was very close to it. But my mother and father first started the market stalls. They sold toffee apples and things like that. They made them themselves. I've got 10, 11 now of the traders are my nieces and nephews. Well, they don't make so much money. For starters, we had a very good time of it, really, in the 70s and 80s, uh, right up to the 90s. It was the end of the 80s when a lot of people went out of business because we had the recession. But earlier on, we had fantastic figures down there because we were very cheap, naturally, and Chelsea, that end, was very expensive, and so was High Street Ken. So we used to buy their seconds and sell them in our market. Then over to Cheney's while Mum queued for veg for sarsaparilla or lemonade, a big toffee apple, gooey and sweet, and a dance while the barrel organ played. Well, the food's fresher and the prices are cheaper on the market. I shop here because my mum finds the stuff cheaper and the fruit and stuff is more fresh and it tastes better. Well, on our store, we go to market every day, Monday to Saturday, so our fruit's always fresh every day and we don't have any cold storage. It's got bugs on it. It's just, uh, it's just, just been pulled out of the ground and it's, it's not been sprayed with anything. The produce is fresher, it's cheaper, and I think the guys that work on the stores actually care about what they're selling you fresh every day we get up at two o'clock every day and get it all day so it's fresh every day in the the supermarket food they get it delivered in the big lorries a couple of times a week but we buy it personally ourselves every day i think food's very fresh but i think it's more like local farmers produce rather than sort of supermarket frozen chilled produce which is why it doesn't last as long you get too much um i mean they have these cheap bowls but uh, they don't always last the length of time. You've got to throw one or two away or something like that. You get more for your money, uh, but it doesn't last as long. You know what brought the pound of bowls in? Because of this restriction about having your scales altered? Pounds. We don't want to know about kilos. They've always used pounds down the road. 
So therefore, they, they rebelled. And I think you know, you've read about people going to court. And so now, to avoid using scales, pound a bowl. It was always known more as a fruit and veg market. We used to have several fish stalls as well, which we only got one now. And we used to have a lot of commodity stalls selling vim and all that sort of thing, which you don't get so much now. Oh, as I say, mainly it was like family run. My husband would go down, or my son, they would set up. And then I'd go down around 10 o'clock or something like that. Very likely I'd stay till after lunch and then about three I'd go get my shopping home and cook tea. I worked for a Chelsea girl and we worked on the Avon Trading Estate and I became one of their buyers. And also I was personal assistant to the directors and that's where I got into the rag trade. They used to phone me from the airport and say, Olive, we've got a big parcel, Marks and Spencers don't want it. The people they're sending it back to don't want it. Do you want to buy it? So I used to buy like jumpers for about two bob and sell them for about ten bob. Barbers was known as the new postal, and many were nervous to try. My mum said you could get inside the door and they'd not let you out till you buy. I joined their staff in '44. The wool department was my abode. My mum used to come and peer through the door whenever she went down the road. The stalls were all family traders. The names will never die, but many of the Maggie's, Lizzie's, Old Tom's and Dick's have gone to the big market in the sky. Well, in my day, the market was there and the supermarkets were not. So it was all shops, small, small shops, and, it's, and the Barra Boys were there. So the Barra Boys were more in demand than, than the supermarkets. Now the supermarkets are taken over. Ooh, since Noel was a lad. That'd be giving my age away, won't it? Uh, it passed down from grandfather to father to me, etc. It was passed on through family, from grandparents, and we shall pass it on to our children. Too long, to be honest. Uh, about eight years from when I was about 17. Uh, it's a family business and I worked uh, with my father. I don't regret any of what I've done, but when I was about your age, I wanted to be a dress designer. And the nearest I got to it was I used to send all the specifications out for the dresses and things to be made when I was a buyer. And that's about the nearest I could get to dress designing because my mother couldn't afford for me to go to Regent Street where the place was I had to go to school till I was 21. She had a fit. She said, you're going to work. You're not going to school. <laughs> so that was it. I started work. But I don't regret it. We had, you know, hard life, but good. This is me when I was 14, when I first went to Barber's. I don't know if you've ever watched Are You Being Served? Mr F.H. Barber was a little old grey-haired man and he used to come along at quarter past nine every morning. We all had to stand by our desk in a black dress and stockings and say, good morning, Mr F.H. A lot of uproar came after I'd been there a couple of years because I went in 44, the war finished in 45 and all the men started to come home in 46 and 47 and all the women that had been made buyers had to step down and there was a lot of trouble, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Take a round of lunch here, Mum. 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 Take a round of lunch here, Mum.
The smells of the market were many. The fruit and flowers invaded the air. The ground coffee aroma from Phillips and the mint was a smell beyond compare. We had furniture shops and shoe shops, chemists and butchers galore, Woolworths with nothing over sixpence, like Fairyland as you walk through the door. Well, it's fine. It's just like a bustling market. I, I actually like North Emory Market. Very good. Oh, it's very enjoyable. You know, people dancing. All. No, <laughs> no, I think well, yeah, market atmosphere is quite like well, empty. No, everybody's no, just focusing. Oh, well, you make lots of friends in the market. No, but they are always really friendly. No, really. Yeah. When you pay. Oh, they're lovely people. We've got some lovely customers. We've got some bad customers. <laughs> I quite like it. It's hustling and bustling and always busy. Yeah, people at the store, most of them are friendly. The atmosphere, it's not as good as it used to be in the older days, but there's still a lot of people around and most people are friendly. You get more of a personal service here than you do in your supermarkets. Well, to be honest with you, there is no atmosphere in the market anymore. I think uh, the way people are growing up, I think everyone seems to uh, go directly to the supermarket and get everything under one roof, basically. You can park your car there. Weathers, you ain't got to worry about things like that. I don't go on stalls now, of course. But when we used to be on the stall, it was all like as a family while you're serving up. Because we were more like families, so there was a lot of atmosphere. You could go away and leave your stall and know it would be looked after by either one either side. Now you don't know who's either side. So unfortunately, it's lost the atmosphere. Of course, if casuals do come down quite regularly, they get to know that I'm Auntie Olive and that's it. And no one messes with Auntie Olive. (laughs) (laughs) The worst thing is when all the big shops left, Marks and Spencers... British Home Stores, Woolworths, Sainsbury's, Tesco's and Cost Barber's took all one side up. There isn't much point in just going down there to walk round and look at things because there's no big stores left. And we used to have A.B. Williams, that was up this end, that was another big department store. And Tudor Jones was in the middle. We had Faith Brothers over on the corner. It was just a, a typical place where you could go, like you go to Oxford Street. And you walk round and you look at clothing and things like that. But there isn't anywhere now, and mostly pound shops down there. As soon as Marks and Spencers went, we felt the crunch. And, and before that, British Home Stores went. It was so, a bit of a tragedy, really, you know, uh, that they all started to go. There is Primark, now there's Bon Marche or whatever they call them. They're okay, and they're good for like the likes of me and that, but if anybody wants upmarket, it, we haven't got anything. We haven't got little dress shops and things like that, like Regent Street's got. But one time we did have. The two wet fish shops, North Sea and Hitchcock, supplied us with bloaters, sprats and rows. With barrels of fish lined up in the front, you needed a peg for your nose. The Woolwich was Linton's, the corset shop. I was taken there for my first bra. The embarrassment lives with me to this day because the chap would squeeze to find what cut you are. Our famous bakers known as Vins still trade there today. Their bloomers are famous here and afar. We just hope they don't move away, and they did.
When I first went to Fulham, because I only started going to Fulham like, when I started going to my friends, and I used to see the, um, the market and I just thought it was alright. Like, it used to be nice. When I just kept on going down it, it's like too many people all on the same road and like, people a bit too rude. But it's like nice as well. Like the market holders, they try to encourage you to buy stuff and like, they're nice the way they say it. They should have better stalls on it, like clothes stalls, like you know, like to get your cheap clothes. No, I don't think so, apart from standing outside when it rains, but that's only the odd time. I'm working during the day, so I can't really get to it when it's open. I can only go on Saturdays, usually to the market. Whereas I can come here like any any day. You can't use a £20 note or a £50 note because then they yell at you. I suppose it gives people choice. You don't have to go to a supermarket. You can. You also have the choice of using a market. Uh, you avoid the queues of a supermarket. Um, usually there's less queues and if you just want specific things like some fruit and vegetables, you don't have to go into a supermarket and go down all the aisles. Everything in supermarkets is pre-packaged in set amounts and um, in the markets you can get whatever you want. Now, as we look around us, it fills us with despair to see the murder of our market and our shops closed everywhere. I don't honestly think there's any way you could improve now. They've tried everything. All we want down here is some big stores like Marks and Spencers and Woolworths and things like that, British home stores, and some goods like Gap, Next, anything like that we want. Personally, I don't think, not my time, but your time, you might see most markets are not there. Most of my relatives, none of the youngsters want to know. I've got at least four that's over 21 that will not take a stall off of their parents, don't want to know about any of it. They might work on there to get a bit of cash now and again, but that's all. Improve the market if you have uh, some parking for customers, like half an hour parking for customers to do shopping and they park there, they get tickets straight away. So they prefer to go to shopping centres. They do free parking and they buy their stuff. Expensive, but they prefer to go there. Uh, good question. Uh, heated pavements. No, uh, we'd have permanent stalls so we could um, just pack the gear away inside every night and lock it away and be on our way. Possibly move it up to what we call Fulham Broadway now, which is be Fulham Green and then make it a cupboard, you know, so that the stalls remain there and they don't have to pack everything away into van lorries and things like that every day. And there's room there, and it would be a good market. Thank you for listening to this Digital Works podcast. If you would like to know more about London street markets, go to www.stallstories.org.uk or to find out more about oral history projects, films and podcasts, visit www.digital-works.co.uk.